Hey, this is Andy Webb. And J-Day. This is the J-Day Real Estate Podcast. I'm filling in for Tom Whalen today. I believe he's going to be off a few more days. Yeah, he needs a little bit of vacation time. And, and you and I, we've, we've had a bunch of events, but we really haven't had a chance to sit down and talk. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to take a break this week. Um, I'm going to harass Andy a little bit and bring him into the mix and let us catch up on... Uh, on life outside of uh, outside of the radio station and uh, and real estate before we start doing our podcast. That's absolutely right. It has been too long since we got to chat, and I know everybody's busy. That's part of the reason why we haven't you know done this in so long is because we're busy. Everybody's got life going on, different things, but everybody's life is is factoring in back to school time now. Oh yeah, it's and it's interesting because over the years, pre COVID, the back to school time. Well, things slowed down a little bit in July and August because people were focused on their vacations. But even in Frederick County, the the time of when school starts changed, and it's sort of crazy. Like we have a you know we have a young youngsters in middle school, and it's shocking that she's going back to school this month. I mean, it's wow. horrible. I, I you know I I never went to school in August. I know, you know it was it always was, after Labor Day. Yeah, or or they would make it like we used to joke, and it was like a couple days before Labor Day, and it's like why you know you're going to go for one day right. and then be off. I'm like this doesn't even make sense. Um, but from the real estate market before COVID, there was typically a little bit of a mad rush to get people in to make sure their kids could be going to the proper school. Then during COVID. We saw nothing made sense. There was no data. Nothing that happened in the past was sort of what you could predict in the future. And this year, um, we're, we're in another situation. We have not seen the pre-COVID mad rush of, I need to get my kids in to this school district before the school starts. And I, I'm not really sure why that is. I don't know if people, you know, how many people have opted to do maybe the virtual learning and because it is still an option in the schools. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's very interesting because, like I said, we always had these timelines that sort of made sense. Uh, the one thing that's been going on with the national news, and it's sort of funny when you think about it, like, oh, the real estate market's slowing down. But again, the real estate market is always normally softer in July and August because people are finally focused on vacations. Right. And I mean, I would say, and you hear across the board, even with the airlines, you hear all this news that airlines are canceling flights. They're booked more than ever. It's because people have finally, there were still a lot of people that were afraid to go on vacations. And now it's like a a mass exodus of everybody trying to enjoy themselves and say, all right, well, the numbers were down. I'm going to try and go and enjoy this vacation. I'm tired of having to worry about things. So, you know, like I said, that that's been a, an interesting dynamic um, that we haven't seen that that mad rush. Um, however, when we're looking at stats, when we do see things, we are. And again, I pulled some information with the uh, home demand index, and this is based on the they call it the Washington area, but what the Washington area is is you know maryland west virginia panhandle so it's allegheny berkeley garrett grant hampshire hardy jefferson mineral um, pendleton uh, county west virginia washington county maryland it counts part of southern maryland for dc they consider that part of virginia frederick all of that falls into that metro area but it's really interesting because what what the index is showing is we are seeing a little bit lower demand overall this summer compared to last summer however we also have low inventory numbers which is impacting that as well now one of the things that i thought was pretty interesting is they had a breakdown of single family homes and condos and certain price points and what we're finding is overall you know the demand is slowing down in that area in general 
the thing that really got to me, the biggest gap and the biggest change in demand was for single-family homes that are above $950,000. So what would have an impact on that? These higher interest rates. Right. You know, so realistically, when you bought a house a year ago or last year, and maybe your interest rate was 3%, now you're pushing 5.5%. That's a huge difference in your monthly payment when you're looking at a, a house that's over $900,000. That's sure. a that's a big, big number. Um, now, homes that were you know at three ninety five and below, that was very close to unchanged. It was just changed a little bit. And single family homes that were three ninety five to um, up to uh, nine fifty were just a little bit of a drop. Condos sort of looked very similar to the single family homes. And I mean, what it's showing, and it's funny because people say the market is softening a little bit, and and that's true. However. We still are in a situation where, in most areas, we don't have more than a month's supply of inventory. So what that means, and because we haven't talked about that, you and I, Mm -hmm. Tom and I have, what we look at is how many homes are going under contract versus how many homes are out there and available. Um, And if no new homes went on the market, how quickly will we run out of inventory? And almost every county in our surrounding area is under one month's supply. Wow. So... You know, and what they consider a stable amount is between you know three to three to five, three to six. So we're still not in a stable market where you know things can happen, and you know it's still really a seller's market because of the inventory situation. However, what we're seeing is, and it's funny because I'm getting a lot of people that are calling, and they're like, "Jay, I'm hearing the market's changing, the market's getting bad. Do I need to sell now? Should I sell now?" Am I going to lose money that I didn't sell three months ago? And the answer is, are you losing money? Probably not. Um, We're still seeing appreciation. However, the most basic way I put this to people is, Andy, like if you would have called me and you know your neighbor sold their house a month ago for four fifty, we might have sold your house for four seventy five. Now it might sell for four fifty five. So there's appreciation. It's just a smaller percentage. Sure. And before we might have actually told you, hey, we're going to put your house on the market. You're probably going to have 25 to 40 showings over the weekend. You'll have 10 offers, and then you won't have to worry about it again. Now, you may it may take us two weeks to a month to get the house sold. Um, again, that's still not bad at all. Right. When you look historically and say, what was the normal? But the challenge is because it's the same thing when you look at interest rates. When you go over the course of, of time and when things were tracked, the interest rates now being where they are, they're still not crazy high. Right. It's just everybody got used to these crazy low numbers. Yeah, we got spoiled. Yes. All the sellers got spoiled that they didn't have to worry about inspections. They didn't have to change their carpet. They didn't have to paint. They were able to sell their house in a couple of days, and they were able to sell it for well over asking. And now it's like, okay, we're still appreciating. Things are still selling fast. They're just not selling as fast. And it was, you know, that whole talk during the COVID situation was, oh, this is the new norm. This is the new right. norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all tired of hearing that. Oh, gosh, way that, past it. Yeah, nobody wants to think about that. But what really happened was in real estate for sellers, that became their new norm. That, okay, my house is going to sell and over the weekend and I'm going to have a ton of things to choose from. And people are not going to care about the appraisal. They're not going to do inspections. They're not going to do any of that. And I don't even have to do anything to my house because it's going to sell regardless. And those times have changed. Right. So 
What does that mean? I mean, again, the market still technically, when you look at numbers and you know how they determine whether it's a, a buyer's market or a seller's market, a buyer's market is basically you have so many homes available that it's going to take you know five, six months to run through the inventory. That's when the buyers have a little bit more pool. Seller's market is when, I mean, if you have a month or less of inventory or two months of less, it's typically a seller's market. But a seller's market doesn't mean no inspections, none of this other stuff. The other thing that we're seeing, and um, Christina and I have a radio show that comes on once a month on WFMD, and we talked about it. I mean, we're seeing that people that are selling their homes, and this is going on the national news too, and this is scaring people. They're seeing that you know sometimes it's over thirty percent of the homes that are listed are having a price reduction, mm. and it's like, well, hold on, does that mean the values are dropping? Right. So people are associating that. Mm-hmm. But again, remember what I was saying before was your house, your neighbor's house sold for four hundred, you would have listed for four twenty five. So sellers are still pushing the envelope on price. They're still trying to over appreciate, and what's happening is they're realizing that they're not getting any showings or the feedback is, no, this house isn't isn't going to work for this price. Again, it doesn't mean their house is selling for less than their neighbors. It's just selling for a little bit more. Right. So realistically, what we're finding now more than ever, and we're educating our sellers on this and we tell them, you know, price pricing your house is one of the most important things because if you price it right, and we've had homes currently or recently that we put on the market, we've priced them right, and we've had them sold within two to three days. And they still sold for more than the last sale. They just weren't showing the greed factor of, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really press the envelope on right, this. Right. Or we have some sellers that say, you know, I really wanna try it. And we're like, here's the deal. We will commit and work with you on this. We're gonna try it. However, we think it may sell in this range. This is what we think you should sell it for or list it for. And this is what they want to list it for. And then we have a game plan. If the X, if this doesn't happen within two weeks or three weeks or whatever the time frame is that we work out, then we are going to have a conversation. We're going to look at the market and we're going to make adjustments. Because if your goal is to get it sold, you also don't want to look so stale that you're going beyond that 30 days. Because then people think something may be wrong with your house. Right. Uh, where it could be that you just didn't price it right from the beginning. Right. And you know, people are like, well, why don't people make offers? Well... Just like sellers haven't made the adjustment to realize the appreciation is slower, a lot of buyers and buyer agents haven't adjusted to, hey, if a house is listed for this and it's on the market for a week, they still don't think that they can put an offer in for less money. They haven't they haven't realized, like, hold on, they're testing the market. Maybe I can get this for my client for 5000 below what it's listed for because it's still a high number. Mm-hmm. So... You know, until everybody adjusts to this, if you want to move your home quickly, you know, we just say if you price it right. And I mean, we still have some homes that we've listed. We've priced them right. And we're, we had a couple last week. We put them on the market on Friday. And by Saturday, Sunday, we ended up having three to four offers, which was very good. Um, and, you know, those homes sold for over asking price uh, because they were realistic. We're like, if you price it here, you may get a little higher. If you price it at the higher point, you may end up having to do a price reduction, right? And sell it for a number we could have probably gotten a higher number if we would have started out in this in this range. So there's a sweet spot. Is yes, what you're saying. absolutely. There there really is, and and it's different based on every area. Every area, you know, we still have crazy hot spots that people were, 
eating things up and like Lake Langenor and all parts of Newmarket. It's sort of crazy. But you get out to, you know, Gettysburg and it may be a little slower. So it really does matter where you are. And if you're listening to this and you have specific questions about what's, you know, what's going on where I am, you know, you can reach out to us. You can go to dayhometeam.com or you can call us at 866-702-9038 and we will give you the information. We're not going to run to your house with a bunch of papers to say, sign, we're going to sell your house right now. <laughs> right. We are not high pressure salespeople. We are about educating you, understanding what your goals are and working towards helping you hit those goals. So I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of information to, to sort of throw out there in the short period of time. Sure, but useful. I mean, it's that's exactly what people need to hear. I don't want to say it's not a chastising. It's giving a dose of reality. Yes. It's telling people what to expect. You don't want to go in with rose-colored glasses on and think, well, you know, it's a seller's market, so I'm going to make a fortune on this. Yeah, and we're, we're getting calls from people that have been listed or are listed with other agents and they're like, my agent told me to put it on the market for this number, and we haven't even had a showing. What's going on? And it's setting the. It's like you said, having that real talk up front and setting a proper expectation. Right. And that's not an easy conversation for everybody to have. You and I talk about even personally that you know it's not everybody can handle a real conversation and honesty. It's a it's a challenge for some people. Right. Some people just want to hear pleasantries. They yes. want to hear you know how you doing good and that's the end of it. Yeah. No. You, if you're selling your home, that's a huge investment and it, it needs to be talked out thoroughly. Yeah. And to me, it's a we tell people you know this is a commitment. I was talking with someone earlier this week that has land to sell. And based on what he wants to get for it and the type of land it is, I said, you know, this could take us a year or so. Um, but I believe in what you have. I believe in your goals. I can think I can get you there. And I'm willing to put in the time and effort if you are. But it's like committing to a long-term relationship up front. And if you're not on the same page or if you have disagreements right away, you know – I'm old enough to know if there's somebody I want to work with and if we can work together as a team. And I'm not at the stage of my life where I want to work at you know, as opposing things with people that are clients. Right. You know, and it's, yeah, you know, we tell people sometimes, well, you know, we don't think that's going to work for us. I'm sure somebody else could help you do that. Um, sure. But I just don't think that we're a, we're a fit. So if you need real talk when you're trying to sell your home, then this is where you need to be. You need to join J-Day and the Day Home Team. Yep. And we've, speaking of selling homes, there's that we've got a house of the week this week, right? Absolutely, we do. 128 Gum Spring Drive in Charlestown, West Virginia. West Virginia has been a crazy hot spot because taxes are low, prices are lower than Maryland, and it's not a bad commute. This home is as good as new. It was built in 2022, so this year it was built by D.R. Horton. It's a craftsman-style home. Uh, it's located in a peaceful community of Magnolia Springs. It offers a beautiful backyard. It has four bedrooms, two and a half bath. It's energy efficient. It has a smart home with all these personal touches. Offers a spacious open concept main level with luxury vinyl plank flooring throughout. Um, when you look at it, there's a walk-in pantry. There's granite countertops. It's a half bath on the main level. Then as you go on the upper level, you have the master suite with an attached bath, a large walk-in closet, three additional size bedrooms, and a, a, a full hall bath up there as well. And your laundry is on the bedroom level. This is, again, a great home. If you wanted new, you can't get much newer than this unless you wanted to wait and build. <laughs> and the challenge is a lot of people are afraid to wait and build because they don't know what's going to happen with the market sure. and with interest rates. So this home is barely lived in. 
ready for immediate move-in, go to WFRE.com, look up Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. You'll see it there. You can click on the picture. You can click on the link. It'll give you an actual tour of the home. If you like what you see, you can click on the button. It'll allow you to schedule a tour to see it with one of our agents. It would be a it would be a waste of your time to not do that. You go check out that uh, that link at the bottom of the page. Jay Day, thank you so much for taking the time to let me chat with you today. It's been too long. We don't need to wait this long anymore. Yeah, Andy, thank you for filling in. It's always a pleasure, man.